2: Get ready to
0: grip it and rip it.
1: All right, let's move on. We got golfers. Please.
0: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green,
1: the golf show.
3: Talking golf. That's what we do every Sunday here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Welcome. Great to have your thanks for making us a part of your. Sports weekend. Jay Ritchie, alongside Jerry Evans, the Duke Robert DeCozis in master control. We are ready. To talk golf, we've got a powerhouse show for you today. A couple of great guests dropping in. First up, Jim Nugent will be here. Jim is a, bi- a busy guy. He's been in and around the golf media biz for about a quarter of a century. The founder and publisher of Global Golf Post, the best online golf magazine. He's also the president of the American Junior Golf Association, the best junior golf organization in the country. And Jim Nugent, will be joining us today to talk about global golf posts, junior golf, and slow play, which is a hot-button topic in and around the world of golf these days. Later in the hour, Russ Holden returns. For the past decade, Russ has used golf to raise money for Alzheimer's research, the American Cancer Society, Boys and Girls Clubs of America, Make-A-Wish, St. Jude's. Well, you get the picture. Russ founded a caddy for a cure, a program that raises funds for optioning off by auctioning off a chance to caddy for a PGA Tour player during a pre round tournament. And he will join us today to talk about caddy for a cure and his other programs as well. coming up. I'm on the D at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What club should I choose? You know I'm lost out in the forest. Save me from the double bogey blues. It's America's longest running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green. Now on Sirius Channel 217, XM Channel 203, and the Sirius XM app. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Evans, and we are teeing it up with Jim Nugent next right here on T to Green.
4: Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Instead of collecting dust, your items could be collecting cash. So check out the biggest collectible marketplace in the U.S. at CollectibleExchange.com. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you, that's Collectible Exchange. download the app or go to angie.com that's a n g i . c o m to get started
3: it's news interviews and it's lots of fun for everyone interested in golf and we do it every sunday right here on tee to green the golf show hi everyone back with another home edition Jay Ritchie, alongside Jerry Evans and Robert Tacoza, our producer in master Control, and we've got a, another good show for
5: you today. Don't forget about Roscoe, the Rock star dog oh yeah, Roscoe's here working on that bone,
3: <laughs> yep, yep, taking it easy, being nice and mellow, which is great, and we've speaking of nice and mellow. we've had some good weather around here.
5: Lately. I was about to say the same thing. It's about time that we've got some nice weather we've got uh, some rain in the forecast later on in the week here in Colorado. Don't know about where you're at across the United States around the world, but uh, so far we've had pretty decent weather, and I know that a lot of people have been waiting for that because they yeah. want to get out there and hit the ball. Keep your fingers crossed, that's for sure. On the show today,
3: later in the hour, Russ Holden's going to be here from Caddy for a Cure. We've had Russ on, oh gosh, I don't know how many times over the last decade, and he always brings a lot to the show and a lot to the table. It's one of the best charitable programs out there, and they're they're branching off a little bit. they got a new one involving wounded warriors. It's called Inspiring Warrior Golf that he's going to be telling us about later in the show.
5: And that's a very good cause and uh, something that is well-deserved for all the people that have served in whatever military that uh, was available. Our first guest standing by, ready to go with
3: us on the to Green Guest Line. As I mentioned in the open, Jim Nugent's been around the golf media business for a quarter of a century or so. He is the founder of Global Golf Post, best one of the best online golf magazines there is. He's also president of the american junior golf association wears a lot of hats and he's taken time from his busy days to join us today on teeter to green and we welcome jim nugent to the show hi jim how are you oh jim
2: can you hear me hello jim
5: yeah there we go there okay. you go okay Good we kind of lost I, you though
2: thank you very much for having me on today it's a pleasure
3: yeah, great to have you with us. So uh, let's let's talk about those three things that I mentioned, uh, the Global Golf Post, the American Junior Golf Association, and then we're going to keep you on for a couple of segments. So in the second segment, we'll get into the big discussion going on in golf these days about slow play. Global Golf Post, uh, that's been around now, what, a little over the past decade. Uh, tell us about that and what it is and why Why you decided to, to launch an online golf magazine.
2: Well, it's uh, an interesting tale. We're about 14 years old now, and uh, probably like you guys, I grew, grew up in an era when there were two printed weekly golf magazines, Golf Week and Golf World. And they were successful for a period of time, uh, but the Internet really uh, destroyed their business, and, they, and they're both gone. But what hasn't changed because of the Internet is the weekly cadence of the game of golf. The idea that uh, tournament activity across uh, the world, around the world, begins early in the week and it concludes on Sunday. And you and I and many of your listeners used to wait by our mailbox on Friday or Saturday to get a recap of what happened in that week. Well, the Internet made it possible for us to uh, replace those magazines but to deliver it to your inbox uh, Monday morning before you get out of bed. And so we really are the digital descendants of Golf Week and Golf World Magazine, uh, fulfilling that role of chronicling, chronicling what happened in the game of golf last week, but doing it on a much more timely basis than the printed weeklies when we were able to do so.
3: Yeah, I have neglected to mention in your introduction that uh, for fans of Golf Week during its heyday back in like the, the late 80s, The 1990s and and the early part of the new century, Uh, Jim Nugent was also the the man behind Golf Week. So did you kind of take the Golf Week model and put it online? Is that what you did, Jim?
2: It's about as simple as that. Uh, It's providing news and information about the week in golf, mostly related to competitive golf, uh, and delivering it to a, a, a passionate, dedicated golfer universe doing it on Monday as opposed to uh, having to deal with the United States Postal Service. So it, it really is just about as simple as you described.
5: Now, uh, with regard to that, um, I know a lot of newspapers have opted to do online service. Did you follow their model?
2: Uh, we we drafted off parts of, of uh, what they did, we we tried to learn from everyone when we launched because we, you know, we had the the good fortune to not have any legacy issues. We didn't have any history. We could invent the business model on our own, and so we observed what we thought smart people were doing uh, online, uh, and and would incorporate some of those practices into what we intended to do. But I can't cite any one particular. Uh, Trenton news outlet that we thought, well, we're gonna we're gonna imitate them. We're gonna do what they do because they're doing it pretty well. It was a little bit of everything.
3: Yeah, a lot of people also jumped into that arena around the same time, seeing the opportunity there. Some have, some are still around. Some have not made it. How's Global Golf Post doing?
2: We're doing pretty well. Uh, our business model has evolved, uh, though. When when we launched. We were free to the consumer. We were uh, supported strictly by advertising. And if you think back to 2010, 2011, that was a very common practice, a very common way of of thinking about how to approach the market. But subsequently, uh, publishers of all stripes have learned that there are consumers out there who will pay money, real money, for premium quality content that they can't find anywhere else. And so we have diversified with several uh, subscription services. One is called GGP Plus, uh, where we do a lot of feature writing, uh, providing content that you can't find anywhere else. We have an industry uh, subscription service called GGP Biz, which informs the industry about what's going on uh, in the the business of golf. And then most recently, we launched a new publication uh, targeted to women called GGP Women, uh, because we think there's a real void there. There's there's no content provider focused on uh, women's golf. So we now have three subscription services, and we're hoping to balance the revenue, the top line, uh, by having not just advertising revenue, but sub- direct-from-consumer uh, subscription revenue.
3: Jim Newton is our guest, Global Golf Post. He is the founder and the publisher. And it doesn't hurt that you've also hired some of the best talent, writing talent in the business, guys like Roy Green and Jim Dodson, a few folks that we've had on our show in the past, that's got to help as well, having some of the best uh, writers, golf writers out there.
2: Well, I'm blessed and very fortunate in that regard that, that uh, you know, some of the very best golf writers around the world uh, bought into our, our vision, and, and really they get the credit for bringing this to life. I had an idea but they're the ones that have given it life and soul, and, and I'm so grateful for them uh, being a part of, of what we do. They they uh, uh, just astound me week in and week out with the quality of the content that they create.
3: So, what came first for you? Was it uh, Global Golf Post or the American Junior Golf Association?
2: Well, the AJGA, the American Golf Association, American Junior Golf Association, came first. I've been involved uh, with the AJGA now for 30 years. Uh, I started uh, uh, service on the board, and, and now, uh, uh, over a period of time, I've I've uh, taken my turn as, as to be the president of the board. Uh, and I do so out of uh, profound respect for the uh, leadership of the AJGA. The, Steve Hamlin and the team that he has assembled are among the very best golf administrators in the game anywhere in the world, and it's a, an honor and a privilege to serve the AJGA.
5: How many participants do you have in it?
2: You know, it's it's been growing uh, every year. I think this year we're going to have, in the, we'll probably have north of seven thousand young men and women uh, in the organization. Uh, we're a global organization. We have uh, kids representing nations all around the world, uh, and they're elite. They're, they are the best junior golfers in the world, uh, and, and their hope and their dreams and their expectations about are around trying to gain. Uh, a college scholarship by virtue of their ability on the golf course to get the ball in the hole in a very short
5: period of time.
3: You've been there some 30 years. I know Steve Hamlin's been there forever. Uh, that kind of stability, pretty rare in anything these days, let alone the golf business.
2: Well, I, it's a testament to Steve. He's been there now uh, uh, north of 40 years, and and you know, it's it's been his life's work, and he's uh, a remarkable individual, a, a, a very close friend of mine, and as I said, one of the great golf administrators anywhere. And he has uh, provided the leadership and the stability, as you point out, of that leadership to enable this organization to thrive and to prosper and to serve kids and their families for generations now.
3: All right. Uh, Jim Nugent is our guest. We are talking golf today on T to Green. Jim's going to stick around and do another segment with us, and we'll be back with more right after this. Talking golf, 52 weeks a year, and loving it. The show by golfers for golfers. It's to Green. It's the golf show. Jay and Jerry back with you for another edition of the big show today. And we'll get back to our guest, Jim Nugent, in just a moment. But first, a quick reminder from our friends at Divot Magazine about Colorado's premier golf discount program, going on for nearly a quarter of a century green saver has helped golfers save thousands on green fees golf products golf services it's available in book or mobile format save with free green fees two for ones half off free cart rentals plus discounts on retail lessons club fittings and more just forty nine dollars never pay full price to golf again Greensaver book and mobile, totally transferable to family, and great gifts for tournaments and fundraisers. Travel and experience some great golf without breaking the bank. Play more and save more. Check out the 2023 Greensaver, just $49 for more info or to order greensavergolf.com. That's greensavergolf.com. Never pay full price to golf again.
5: We never do. Uh, we always take advantage of the great, great specials that they have in the Greensaver book. Yep, greensavergolf.com. Our guest is
3: Jim Nugent. Jim, uh, founder, publisher, Global Golf Post, the president of the American Junior Golf Association. Before those things, he was with Golf Week for a number of years and still wears a lot of hats. And, Jim, I found out, too, that you started all of this, you started out as a caddy. Is that true? <laughs> true?
2: My roots are somewhat humble. I started out as a caddy uh, at age 12 in the Chicago uh, suburbs. I caddied at a place called uh, Sunset Ridge Country Club. Uh, that's where I was introduced to the game. And if anybody uh, doubted, all they'd have to do is look at my uh, golf swing. I have what you would call to be a classic caddy swing. No instruction, just imitated what I learned from looping for uh, a dozen years. It isn't pretty, but it gets it gets the uh, ball in the hole with some frequency.
5: Well, I've said this before on the show, uh, Jim, that, uh, n- not everybody has a perfect golf swing like Jay Ritchie, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> can you describe exactly what you did in your golf swing? No,
2: um, numerous instructors over decades have tried to describe my golf swing and they, <laughs> they failed to with the appropriate words. So I'm, I'm not going to attempt, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it would make Jim Furyk look like Fred couples.
3: <laughs> well, that probably puts you in the same category as Jerry and me and, and millions of golfers around the world as well. But, uh, yeah, so you, you, you really got into the business and have learned the business pretty much from the ground up. You can't get any more basic than that.
2: No, if you come from lupin, if you come from caddy and you've, you've seen it all, you you know, as a young man, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of how people treated uh, other people. You know, you, you it, it's been said forever that you learn a lot about one's character on the golf course. That was certainly true of me as a, as a kid, uh, watching adults interact with each other and how they treated their caddies, how they treated the waitresses, how they treated the work staff at the country club. and. You know, it was an eye-opener as a young man, and I'm very fortunate to have had that uh, education, and it certainly taught me, uh, if nothing else, that I was going to treat people with uh, uh, the respect they deserve, regardless of, of station in
5: life. One of the uh, areas in the, in the golfing industry that doesn't get a lot of respect sometimes is being a course marshal, and uh, when they have to enforce you know, certain you know, time periods and whatnot, um would you say that the course marshals uh they either help or hinder slow play
2: well they're trying to help um you know some course marshals uh uh enforce the pace of play and others just kind of drive around the golf course with a flag on their golf cart and wave at people and hope that that message sinks in but uh you know they they the course marshals deserve as much respect as, as the caddies and the starter and the uh, person that drives the drink cart around the golf course. They're human beings. They're just, they're doing their job. And, and we as golfers owe them a debt of gratitude for trying to make our day uh, more, more pleasant, more pleasurable on the golf
5: course.
3: That's a perfect lead into the other thing I wanted to talk to you about on the show today. I was going through some articles uh, online the other afternoon and I ran across one that talked about slow pay, slow play and it said that Jim Nugent of the American Junior Golf Association has a solution or an idea anyway to, to combat the slow play that we're seeing not only from the pros, but uh, it's, it's kind of been a bane to regular golfers as well. Uh, and that is something that's been incorporated in the AJGA for years.
2: Yeah, it's not my idea. It's Steve Hamlin's, and, you know, uh it was born of the idea that the AJGA mostly conducts its tournaments during the summertime, which is to say in conditions that are, are can be hot and, and, and draining on, on anyone. And so our focus here is, is, is health really the health and safety of our, our kids to enable them to play a competitive round of golf, but to get them off the golf course and, and, you know, out of the sun just as quickly as we can. And so, Over the years, we've evolved a a pace of play policy, and it it has evolved. Every year we we tweak it. But basically what we're doing is is training these 7,000 young men and women how to play golf at the appropriate uh, pace of play. And what's very frustrating is that many of these kids go on to college golf, and I've I've said this jokingly for years, but the joke is kind of wearing off. I think it may be serious. I think they spend their first week or two on a college campus getting programmed or deprogrammed, if you will, by college coaches to understand that six hours is an acceptable pace of play. Well, we've spent three, four, five, sometimes six years teaching these kids that, you know, four hours is, is more than enough time to play a round of golf and get off the golf course. But the pace of play in college golf is, is a joke. It is just simply a, a, a it's disrespectful of the game. And then these kids, they, they go on to the pro game, men and women. The women are, are less, it's less of a problem in the women's game, but it's a serious problem at the PGA Tour. They just play slowly uh, because the college coaches have indoctrinated them. And so sometime between the age of 18 and, and 22, these kids have been taught to play slow and not be prepared to hit the next shot. And I find it very frustrating uh, and somewhat irritating that uh, there are people, you know, associated with the PGA Tour players, especially who don't think pace of play is a problem. Well, it is, and 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 I think the PGA Tour needs to step up and address that one of these days, hopefully sooner rather than later. And they could do a lot worse than to imitate the uh, AJGA pace of play policies.
5: How do you uh, overtake the slow play in municipal golf? You know, people that are out there, maybe they're not that good, or you know, they're taking their time, they're talking about dinner and whatever. Uh, how do you overcome something like that? Because I remember an incident that we had, we were approached by the course marshals a couple of times saying, pick up the pace. And you were able to trace the fact that there was three groups ahead of us that were taking their time.
2: Well, I think you have to, you know, th- that's a, a problem that's uh, above my pay grade. I don't have an answer to that. But I think one of the things that you have to look at is, the intervals on on the first tee. Um, You have to set reasonable time intervals to to create some separation uh, at the very beginning of the round. But if you're revenue hungry and you're trying to pack as many people on the golf course as you possibly can, you don't care about intervals or you don't care about pace of play. All you care about is is chasing the dollar, and and that becomes the enemy of a reasonable pace of play on on a lot of municipal courses in America.
3: Jim Nugent with us today. Jim, uh, before we let you go, if people want to find out more about Global Golf Post to subscribe or or check it out, how can they do that? What's the easiest, best way to do that?
2: Very simple. Go to GlobalGolfPost.com. You can sign up for our free Monday digital magazine there. You can explore our three subscription services and take a trial subscription for any one of them. It's GlobalGolfPost.com. I think your listeners would enjoy our publications immensely.
3: I know we had Steve Hamlin on not too long ago, but tell us about uh, the American Junior Golf Association. Any big news here in
2: 2023? Uh, Not any big news, just a continuation of the same. Uh, Serving kids, serving families, trying to help kids realize their dream of, of getting a college scholarship. Uh, we're going to run, you know, more than 125 tournaments this year. It's a, a low-cost operation uh, to, to become a member, uh, and 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 kids of, of uh, with a certain amount of skill who have a dream should take a look at uh, becoming a member of the American Junior Golf Association. I think it's ajga.com.
3: Ajga.com. What's uh, what's in, on tap for you in your immediate future? Anything got anything going on you her to mention?
2: Well, I I think all all eyes in golf right now are are pointed to the PGA Championship coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks in Rochester at Oak Hill. Uh, Hopefully the weather is going to cooperate, and that'll be a great championship. And then following on the heels of that, there's going to be a a real revelation. The U.S. Open is going to be played at a golf course nobody's ever seen and few have even heard of called Los Angeles Country Club. That's going to be an epic celebration of, of the game of golf. So the two majors that are on the horizon here in America... Are what uh, everybody in golf is looking forward
3: to right now. All right. One of the guys who makes golf uh, great in America, Jim Nugent, on the show with us today. Jim, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll get you back on soon and talk some more golf. How's that sound?
2: Look forward to it. Thank you very much.
3: All right. Jim Nugent with us from the American Junior Golf Association and the global golf post
5: i'd like to be able to play around with him maybe he can bring one other guy in and well we can uh, have a force and go out there and play yeah that sounds good outstanding thanks to jim for joining us today russ
3: holden standing by caddy for a cure we'll talk to him next on td green
0: remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family
1: 800-943-2153. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. in range and if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out of pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM, yeah. plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800 390 5160. 800 390 5160. That's 800 390 5160. Has someone in your family lost do? a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants tenants aren't paying you? sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today 800-788-1495 800-788-1495 800-788-1495 that's 800-788-1495 as far as women are concerned she was the best
3: your tap source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online or on your smart device, whatever it may be, smartphone, of tablet. Uh, it's Tita to grain. It's the golf show. However you listen to us and wherever whatever platform you are
5: listening to us, we do appreciate it as we are here every Sunday talking golf. And why don't you pass it along? Tell all your friends and neighbors to uh, tune in the program every Sunday morning 806 in the mountain time zone and 10.06 on the Eastern time zone as well. Yeah, That's right. Our next guest is standing by and ready to go. Been a little while
3: since we last visited with Russ Holden, but Russ has been with us. Uh, he returns to TD Green today. Russ has been with us a number of times ever since he started a little thing called Caddy for a Cure a few years back, a charitable program mm-hmm. to raise funds by uh, auctioning off a chance to uh, caddy for a pro golfer uh, on one of the PGA Tour events in a pre tournament round, and folks. It's a great opportunity to get up close and personal, rub elbows with the pros out there on the PGA Tour, and I think the LPGA Tour is involved in that too now. Right. Yeah. And uh, and raise money for a worthy cause. And we're going to bring Russ on and let him tell us a little bit about what's going on there. And he's got a new program too that we're going to get into uh, involving wounded warriors as well So we welcome Russ Holden back to T D Green. Hello, Russ. Good to talk to you again.
4: Hey, good morning. Glad to be on the first tee here with you on a bright Sunday morning. So, uh, thanks for yeah. having me back. It's been a while.
3: Yeah, did we get that right? Did we describe the program? It's kind of hard, but in a nutshell, did we get it? Did we were we close? <laughs>
4: oh, no, you're spot on. Yeah, that's that that you just just made a birdie there. That was uh that was perfect uh, description of, of what we've been trying to do now for 23 years uh, on the PJ Tour, LPJ Tour and PJ Tour Champions.
3: Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize it was that long. I was thinking maybe 13, 14 years. Time flies, doesn't it?
4: It really does. If you, if you would have said to me 23 years ago that we're going to be sitting here talking to you guys on the phone, still talking about Caddy for a Cure, which, you know, it really stemmed out of a heart and a passion to want to help. And uh, we, we had an idea, and, uh, you know, we can go into that, but uh, we, we had an idea and, uh, we went to the PJ tour and with our idea and we sat down and we had, uh, some lengthy discussions, you know, going back and forth, discussing all the what ifs, uh, there's a lot of them because we're letting people have rarefied air. They're going inside the ropes or getting to have, you know, one-on-one contact with the best players in the world. And, uh, the PJ tour, uh, uh, had a real heart for wanting to help. You know, we all know about their drive to however many billion it is right now, but, uh, they had a heart that they wanted to help, and we had a good idea, and uh, they gave me a very short leash starting out, and thankfully that leash got a little bit longer uh, as time went on, and, and here we are 23 years later still providing experiences.
5: Rush, uh, we'd be holding to you, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, how, how does one get involved in I mean, if they want to be a caddy for a pro golfer, whether it be LPGA or PGA event, uh, how would they go about entering into that?
4: Sure, the best way is, is just go to our go to our web page dot and I'll, you'll get to read about all our testimonials and uh, you know all the things that we've been able to do and and who we support uh, and there's a contact form on there and what we recommend now uh, post COVID days is is the best thing for you to do is just reach out to us and let us know you know who are some of your favorite players are and who you'd like to caddy for and where you'd like to caddy and then what we do is go to work behind the scenes and try to make what I call a marriage happen, and uh, we try to figure out if if we can squeeze that player into a particular venue that will work for whoever it is that's interested in it.
3: Some of the charitable organizations that Caddy for a Cure has been able to reach, I mentioned a few of these in the open, the Alzheimer's Foundation, American Cancer Society, Boys and Girls Clubs uh 4 kids that's F O R E kids foundation make a wish st jude the als foundation the tiger woods foundation the list goes on and on and on a great job that you've done over the past 23 years and it all started uh, with something that had to do with uh, fanconi anemia research is that correct
4: it is, yeah. One of my assistants, I was the, I was fortunate enough to be the head professional. I'm um, a PJ member, a life member, and when I was the head professional at Woodfield Country Club in Boca Raton, Florida, um, uh, one of my assistants had two children, Christian and Kaylin Collins, that were afflicted with this uh, rare lethal disease. We, we've since lost Christian uh, a year ago, August, and uh, he was 28 years old, but uh, it, pretty charismatic, dynamic people. But when it, when I saw that for the first time, it was my first touch with family, literally family that was living, breathing, and dying, you know, day by day with this disease, and uh, it was it was awful to watch. And uh, we sat back and we said, "Okay, all right, we got to do something." I didn't have the foggiest idea what I was going to do. And there's a resident uh, you might have heard of him before who lives at lived at Woodville Country Club, uh, two time Masters champion Bernard Langer, and uh, mm-hmm. Bernard and I were very close. And uh, I started out in a, on a secondary coaching position with him that I'd fill in for Willie Hoffman, the great late Willie Hoffman when he would leave. And, uh, Bernhard asked me to caddy for him one, one week, uh, at the PJ championship that, that cricket stick that John Daly won. And, uh, oh, I had a blast. I, I, I here I was rubbing shoulders with, with Seve and Greg Norman and Jack Nicholas and all Palmer and all the great players of that day. And I, I was hooked. I, I just loved it. And, uh, I, I, I volunteered every chance I could, and I, I started caddying three, four, five weeks a year just to fill in for Pete when he couldn't make it. Uh, Pete Coleman is longtime caddy. And then in 2001, he, he invited me to come out full-time when Pete resigned. And, and again, there I was now rubbing shoulders with Tiger and Ernie and Phil and all the great players of, of the modern-day era. And I had an idea. Well, why, why couldn't Jay come out and caddy for a, a Bernard Langer for a day? Uh, And that's when we went to the tour, uh, and we we set it up then, and and here we are again today still offering experiences for people to be able to come out and and caddy for a day.
3: Russ Holden, caddy for a cure is a program. Russ, I imagine for a program like that, about the worst thing in the world that could have happened to you was COVID. How how did that...
4: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good? It wasn't good for anybody. Uh, we all know that. But uh, I- in reality, it ended up being a, a real uh, earth shaker for us because uh, here we were shut down. You know, the only people that were allowed, you know, at tour events were players and caddies, and they were just so monitored so closely. You know, to keep everybody safe, to keep everybody inside the bubble, so to speak. And uh, you know, we've been doing the caddy experiences, and they were great. Um, we had we had started offering. Uh, wounded service members back in 2005 the opportunity to be able to come and escort. So Jay would come caddy, for example, and you'd be caddying for Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth or whoever, and then we added the wounded component where the wounded service members, we would bring them in, treat them to a great week, uh, you know, and then have their time inside the ropes as a secondary caddy for, for the player. And, and it was a great starter. We made some great relationships and we were able to wrap our arms around some of the brave men and women that have served, but uh, we, were, we were still missing something. So when COVID hit, we were shut down. I started thinking outside the box. So eventually when we got to get out of COVID, I thought, well, why couldn't we have a golf camp? Why couldn't we bring a dozen men and women in and, and have an elaborate golf camp? Nothing revolutionary there. There's tons of golf camps out there. But I wanted to have a little bit of it. And the twist was is that we would try to inspire them to play golf. Uh, and continue to play golf through speakers, through uh, uh, keen people in the world of golf. So people to the likes of Gary Player and Dennis Walters and, and Dr. Gary Weyer and Bob Ford from Oakmont and Seminole. And we started bringing in these great speakers that have either overcome adversity or had achieved great success in the world of golf. And, and at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we, we just hammered them for a whole week with inspiration and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. We called it Inspiring Warriors Golf, and we've done a couple of beta tests right now, and uh, we've actually shifted our direction in, in, in quite, a, quite a diverse manner to now we're going to start offering these experiences to wounded um, you know, quite a bit more through the year. We're going to hopefully host three this year, and then we're looking to do six to eight next year around the country, uh, again, bringing combat wounded men and women in, and just inspiring them with this great game of golf that we all love and uh, treating them uh, as they deserve to be treated with a great way of singing thanks.
5: Well, as a former service member myself, I want to thank you for uh, doing something like this uh, for the Wounded Warriors. Uh, About how many active participants do you think you have? Well, we
4: do, well for the for the Inspiring Warriors program, we find that a dozen works works best for for our program. Um, we've had hundreds and hundreds of, of wounded come through our our program, you know, over the over the well seventeen years, eighteen years that we've been offering wounded experiences, and and we're we're very proud to say that we partnered with a company out of Springfield, Missouri, called the Warriors Journey. Uh, Kevin Weaver and his team over there just do an incredible job focusing on suicide prevention. Um, so what we do is we get them kind of hooked uh, you know, with the game of golf, and that's kind of the bait that brings them in. But the Warrior's Journey is much deeper and much more far-reaching than what we do with all the follow-up. Um, we all know the, the statistics. We don't need to repeat those. Um, it, it's, it's, it's lethal out there for, for men and women post-service. Uh, and, and what we have found is that golf is incredibly therapeutic. It's a great respite. And the Warrior's Journey provides over 400 counselors, pastors, Uh, people that are there to talk. Uh, Kevin served himself. He's in the Air Force, uh, and then he has two sons that are actually special operations, active duty right now that they're deployed uh, at the tip of the spear, and uh, they get it. They understand it, and they're able to talk warrior to warrior. And the biggest thing that we found is that loss of identity. When, When a man or woman serves for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, they, they get their identity through their service, and then they're discharged for whatever reason. They're wounded, they're hurt, and they come home, and they're thrown into a great family, and they got a great situation, but they're a fish out of water, and they're lost, and they're searching for that identity. And what we found with Inspiring Warriors Golf, and golf in particular, is it allows the men and women to be back with their battle buddies. For at least a few hours, they can come back, they have the camaraderie, and, and golf provides that vehicle that... there's nothing else that we know of that's out there that provides that kind of opportunity to be back with your battle buddies again and then have that identity that you've lost and been stripped of. And, uh, you know, for us, again, inspiring them to continue to play golf has, has, again, proven to be incredibly therapeutic and a great respite for for the men and women who've been injured.
3: Yeah, isn't it amazing what hitting and chasing a little white ball can do? (laughs) Very <laughs> therapeutic <laughs> tell you, you score bullet, yeah. of course, Russ, there are a lot of programs out there designed to help the military. are do you have to be careful not to step on toes or get get uh, you know get crosswise with some others or do you all kind of work together
4: yeah, you know I think that's the great part is it is that um, you know especially with me not serving, I recognize there's over forty thousand uh, post service military not for profits in the country out there and we, we look at it as we're all a team. We're, 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 we're the same thing. It doesn't matter what color you are, what sex you are, uh, what, what, your, what your religion is. We're all on one team. We're all Americans here, and we're all trying to to serve the same cause, and that is to, to better our country and better the men and women who serve it. Um, so we're glad to work with other uh, situations out there and other, other companies out there, P.J. Hope. I'm proud to say does a great job. The Warriors Journey, there's just there's just countless uh, organizations out there um, that, that we all like to just work together and see what we can do to all pitch in and help whatever our little spoke in the wheel is.
3: Caddy for a Cure, caddyforacure.com for more information about the program Caddy for a Cure and about the new program called Inspiring Warriors Golf Russ Holden with us today on TD Green. Russ, another great job. You always hit it out of the park when you come on the show, buddy.
4: Well, thank you very much. It, 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 it's it's great to have you guys. One thing that we always say with Inspiring Warriors Golf, a little phrase that we've come up with is, you know, golf gives us the, the, the places that you go, the people you get to meet, the life lessons that you learn, and, and you know, Golf provides that, and and I think of it when I get to be on a show like yours, as good a job as you guys do, it's just always a pleasure to be here. You know, and you're the people that we need. Think about it. Without golf, we would have never met And, you know, I would just continue to have all your listeners out there just continue to keep playing this great game of golf.
3: Russ Holden, Caddy for a Cure on Tee to Green.
1: As we like
3: to say, it's the fastest hour in radio. The quickest hour in golf. That's T.D. Green, and another hour just flying by today. Thanks to our great guest, Jim Nugent, for joining us earlier, and Russ Holden as well, Caddy for a Cure.
5: Both really good segments and uh, both very informative, and we really appreciate them being on the program.
3: Before we get out of here today, a quick look at what's happening on the tours this week. There's no regular ladies' event but the, some of the ladies are playing at the Hanwha Life Plus International Crown at Harding Park in San Francisco first time they've held this event since 2018 it's a 2 million dollar match play team event the semi finals and finals today one of the matches, the first semifinal match, Sweden versus Australia, and the second match, Thailand versus Team USA. Among the Team USA players today, Lexi Thompson, Nelly Korda, Danielle Kang. Oh wow! Winners, uh, the winners will move to the finals on Golf Channel later today. Tour champions, the old guys, Mitsubishi Electric Championship, TPC Sugarloaf in Georgia, Stephen Ames, three-shot lead over Ken Tanagawa, Miguel Angel Jimenez, four back, and the 2009 PGA winner, Y.E. Yang, is now over 50, and he is in fifth place at 9, at 10 under par, PGA Tour, the Wells Fargo Championship, Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wyndham Clark, two shot lead over Xander Shafley
5: going into the final round today. Now is Wyndham's first name, is he part of the Wyndham Hotel Group or
3: I don't think so. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm just wondering. That's
3: his first name though.
5: Yeah. And that's it for today.
3: Till next time. Hit him long. Hit him straight.